want to change, change the picture, change the picture. Welcome to Behind the Music. These three special shows explore the arts versus oppression section in the Human Rights Watch Film Festival, currently taking place in London. Little, bit by bit, you're playing your part, we're playing our part. So when you put all these efforts together, I can't give up hope. Each special looks at how music can be a major force for human rights and social change. In this show, Karen looks at No Land Song. You're listening to SOAS Radio. I'm Karen Boswell and this is Behind the Music. That was the opening of the film No Land Song by Ayat Najafi. And this is the film that we're going to be talking about in this special edition of Behind the Music. This film is part of the Human Rights Watch Film Festival. It's a political thriller that follows a human journey of a very, very dynamic woman, Sarah Najafi, who is celebrating the voice of women's voices of Iranian singers. And that's what we're going to be doing in this show. We have here with us an Iranian singer called Samin Haidari. Hope I pronounced that right, Samin. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and we also have here Mohammad Najafi. He's the director of Light of Music Ensemble, bringing Persian music and culture to the people of London. Pleasure with you. <laughs> thank you very much to both of you for, for coming here to talk about women's voices in Iran. I think I'm going to pass the ball straight across to Mohammad to explain a little bit about this theme. I think I'll start by mentioning Kamarumuluke Vaziri, someone who I call a heroine of Iranian music, simply because she managed to uh, break the taboo of a woman singing solo in front of a group of men. And she was very brave to do so. And she resulted, I mean, her, she, uh, she breaking the ice resulted in many, many women singers following her. And the film is almost like a homage to her in some ways. Sarah Najafi follows in her footsteps. Indeed. Uh, takes us to some of the places where she used to sing and was clearly been inspired by her. Certainly. Uh, in fact, for a woman who was uh, born about 110 years ago and had her first performance in uh, 1924 uh, in a hotel in Tehran, she's a significant uh, individual in Iranian music. 
So I think we can start our show off hearing her voice. What are we going to listen to? This is one of her most famous tracks, Dar Bahare Omid, In the Hope of Spring. That is such an amazing voice. Is that the way the way you sing, Samin? Actually, uh, no, I never had a chance to learn her style because what I did, I started learning um, Iranian 
ردیف دستگاه and um, she has her own style of singing and techniques which I think um, as a singer as an Iranian singer I know it's a must for everyone to know Qamar uh, and everyone should know what she did for Iranian music Yes, I, I, I quite agree with you. In fact, it was because of Kamarul Muluk Vaziri that many other women followed uh, and started singing and uh, various different styles came about. Uh, for example, Marzieh. And uh, I think all uh, female singers owe something big to Kamar as she broke the ice and allowed this uh, woman singing as a norm. And Marzier, you talk about how long ago was she singing then? I imagine it, we're talking still quite a while ago. Well, she was uh, born 1924 and uh, from reasonably young age, she started singing. Her style of music, because uh, at that time the country was advancing uh, both in respect of technology and radio came about. And radio actually gave a likes of Marzier a platform and it was a trend a kind of a trend to go slightly towards Western music. So you can hear her singing alongside the violin and other Western instruments. So let's listen to this uh, Marzier track. Samin, will you introduce this song for us? I think that's the song called Bahoram. That's the song I think she's singing for her daughter, Bahor. Oh, yeah, they get so 
Wow, yes, that sounds much more Western. That was before the Iranian Revolution. Part of the soundtrack of that period, I imagine. So then what happened to her in 1979? Well, she was silenced, like many others. Uh, but as typically singers uh, have a deep passion for singing, she used to walking around in the streets singing next to the waterfalls so that she wouldn't be heard. So she continued singing, but for herself. And then I understand she decided to leave Iran altogether. That's correct. And then she moved to Paris and then started her career there, started singing again in Paris. I think that brings us pretty much to the atmosphere that's happening in Iran that's really covered by this film, No Land Song. From 1979, solo women performers are not allowed to play in front of men. Is that right? They can play in front of women but not in front of men. So, I mean, can you tell us you were there up until seven years ago? Tell us a little bit about how that was for you. Uh, well, unfortunately, I never had a chance to perform as a singer when I was in Iran. After this um, Iranian revolution, there has been a ban on female to perform in front of men in public. And the performance, musical performance, has been even more limited and restricted during the uh, last um, couple of years. And this is not good because they need a place to, to perform. I mean, as an artist, an artist needs to, to speak with people through their art and Unfortunately, Iranian women do not have this opportunity in Iran. But still some women do keep on singing. Indeed, they will. And perhaps the reason, for example, Paris managed to have limited uh, performance in Iran, mostly for women, was because her style of music was more spiritual, more towards Maghami music, which is music which originates in temples, uh, the Islamic temples, which involves words of Rumi, words of Hafez, Saadi, and all famous Persian poetry, which nobody can resist. After all, a lot of them were Islamic scholars. So likes of Paris, uh, not just their style of music, but their instruments were Iranian, were challenged this, and they managed to continue to some extent. So let's listen to Palisar. Money, money, money. 
همه در همه که من بالن خاموش نهانی نهانی سر سخن دارم نامره was a very different sound. That's called Radif or Gaskar, is that right, Samin? Yes, that's the Iranian classical music that what um, Parisa has been teaching uh, all these years. And th- that's her style of singing, actually. Um, and she had a lot of students during these old years and teaching. And she has, um, I think, she has uh, been one of the people who has kept this style and teaching it to other people. And this is the style that you sing? Mm, yes, uh, yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and what is it that moves you about this music? Well, um, I was very young when I started learning this music, but I remember all the time uh, my parents, my father was very much interested in listening to this type of music, and maybe that's one of the reasons that I became very much interested I don't know, it's very hard to talk about it, but I really like it. And I, I really like to just uh, to continue and uh, to learn more, to know more about this music. And it's very spiritual, is that right? It is, yes, it's very spiritual. So in, in, in fact, it's not that women's voices have been silenced. It's just that you are only singing for other women. Is that right? Yes, it's we, women only are allowed to sing as a soloist just for women not in public for men. But they could also sing if they are in groups of music, they can sing with men or other women as well. So there's a lot of women still learning to sing, still singing. They just don't have a voice to sing solo on stage. Yes, yes. And um, during these years, the number of people, I think, women, there are more people rather than before who are interested in learning this type of music. 
And you said you're you're learning via Skype. You're you're um, learning long yes, distance. Yes, because I'm now I'm here in London. I still have some of my teachers in Iran, and I also was for a short time I was a student of uh, Mojgan Shajarian, the daughter of um, Master Muhammad Reza Shajarian, and she's living in the USA, and I was learning from her on Skype. That's fantastic. So it seems like that is one of the solutions. If you really want to further yes. your voice, you actually have to leave Iran. Yes. And I think that brings us up to uh, the next track that we're going to listen to. Uh, maybe you can introduce this, Mohammed. Unlike Parisa, another style of music was quite popular but shut down very quickly uh, after the uh, revolution. It moved to either California, America, Los Angeles or Britain, and that's pop music, Iranian pop music. It's not Iranian music as such, it's uh, western-sized music with uh, Persian relics and a touch of Iranian tunes. When you mention pop music, you have to mention Gugush, who is the Madonna of Iranian pop singing, the queen of pop uh, in Iran, and perhaps to some extent the most successful and most popular singers for the masses, not just for Iranians, but for Afghans and Tajiks and all Persian speakers of the world. Let's listen to Gugush. که چی شد اون همه رویا همون قصری که بی ساختی دارم حس می کنم شاید منو تو عشق و نشناختی منو تو عشق و نشناختی قلبای امروزی ما نمیدونم چرا نمیشه پول بست مثل دو ماهیه افتاده برخاک به دور از چشم دریا رفتیم از دست Yeah, I'm big as 
شد پیدا بشیم تو متن قصه رسم عاشقی هر دو قلبای امروزی ما نمیدونم چرا نمیشه پول بست مثل دو ماهی افتاده بر خاک به دور از چشم دریا رفتیم از that kind of music to the uh, Iranian government. What is it about solo female singers that uh, has caused the problem, Mahmoud? Well, uh, speaking specifically about Gugush, um, it's kind of a music which is foreign to the country. It can be scapegoated easily because the bottom line is that many people, not many people, enough number of people are on the belief that music is devilish, is not holy, is not from God. So they condemn music full stop. Now, women being, being an easy target, uh, they can be targeted much easier. And certainly women singing Western music, perhaps speaking about passion and love out of the framework of uh, Sufism or out of the framework of this, what society accepts, they would be a much easier target. But there are people who are genuinely against music full stop. Oh, Uh, even other form of arts, like cinema or theater, that's the bottom line, really. And in the film, actually, we we see uh, Sara Najafi, the singer, who's trying to put on a a concert and put women back on the stage to sing solo on the stage. She goes in the in the streets and uh, tries to buy gugush on the black market, and ultimately she succeeds. So clearly, it's still quite popular even in Iran is that right Gugush I would say Gugush is the most popular singer in Iran Afghanistan and Tajikistan she's the icon she's great but you can't let on that you're listening to her is that right ironically enough most people who control it and ban it they listen to it themselves <laughs> it reminds me of, of a phrase from the film if you eat cheese that's fine but if you add more and more ingredients the joy from this harms you that's what a religious scholar tells uh, Sarah while she's trying to get to the bottom of this the fear is that men while watching women solo women singers on the stage are not going to be able to control themselves <laughs> indeed they even go slightly further and say women talking unnecessary might arouse men They're a minority, absolute minority, but those kind of ideas exist in the world. Well, it's been 35 years now. That, that's the point of the film. I, I can see the great effort that Sarah went to over two years. She's being followed in the film just to put a few women, Iranian women singers, singing alongside some French singers. And uh, there's so many hurdles. But there are some women singers who... who are a little bit more acceptable. I'm, I'm thinking of the next track that we were going to talk Certainly. Uh, there's a type of music, someone slightly more towards Western music, someone slightly more towards classical Persian music, and some uh, towards Maghamiya and uh, so forth. The ones which stuck to the what you call called, uh, Persian music and stuck to the framework of folklore or classical Persian music, wearing 
uh, modest clothes, having a hair cover and using Iranian instruments were allowed not freely, but to some extent to be able to play. Perhaps more significantly, this kind of Persian music was extended to Europe and America. Alongside pop music, you see many concerts which are uh, Persian classical music or folklore music, which don't use Western instruments and are uh, advancing the Persian folklore and classical music. And we've seen many examples of which in SOAS. I think this brings us nicely to you again, Samin. You've, you've actually performed at SOAS twice now, is that right? Yes. Um, last time it was one of the uh, Iranian um, poets, uh, Jale Swahani. And the other one was, I think it was two, three years ago, that was the music, SOAS Music Study Day, which was sponsored by Iranian, Iran Heritage, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So we do have a recording from one of those concerts, and I think now might be the time to hear it. <laughs> Oh, man. 
Wow, that was that was beautiful. So, I mean, can you tell us what we were listening to? Um, I I performed with two other women, one from France. She's living in France, and the other one is living in the UK. So it seems like a lot of the women musicians to to grow, they actually end up leaving the country. What about the women who want to be musicians and singers in Iran? Yes, there are still women playing and singing musicians um, in Iran, and they still yes, they are still active. They are still working. But they don't have the right to sing in front of men. Or or solo, at least. They, yes. they can go on stage as the backing yes, singer. Yes, as the backing, yes. As, as any of you who decide to go and see this extraordinary film, No Land Song, as part of the uh, Human Rights Film Festival, will see. I, I strongly recommend it. Sarah is a really powerful personality who's really doing her part to give women a voice on stage again in Iran. Do you think, uh, Mohammed, that, that things are changing? Do you think there's a possibility for well, this to uh, happen? They are changing, not in the right direction at this right moment of time. There are even further restrictions that uh, perhaps the ladies can't even perform as a musicians playing an instrument in public in front of men. And, and perhaps other further uh, limitation that, uh, you know what, you can't sing solo even if you're uh, accompanied with a male singer and so forth. So at the very moment, things are changing in the wrong direction. But I have no doubt that in long term, these problems will be solved purely because there are so many women. We're not speaking about tens. We're speaking about hundreds of women who are good professional musicians and singers. Eventually, these kind of numbers will defeat their limitations. I certainly hope so. So do I. I just loved the sound of the singing in the film and the singing that we've heard on the show today. So for those um, who would like to hear more and learn more, it's the 20th of March, Friday the 20th of March, is at the Soho Curzon at nine o'clock. The 21st is at half past six in the Barbican. And on Sunday, the 22nd of March is at the Ritzy, which is where the Light of Music Ensemble will be performing after the screening. Uh, and we're going to a Iranian singer also residing outside of Iran with this more traditional sound, Sepidi Ruish Sardat. Did I say that right, Mohammed? Almost. Sepidi Ruish Sardat.
Sepidi Raisardat. And that brings us to the end of this special edition of Behind the Music, where we look behind the music of the film No Land Song, which will be playing as part of the Human Rights Watch Film Festival. And I had here with me two very special guests. Thank you very, very much for coming. Um, Ahmadna Jaffe from Light of Music Ensemble, bringing Iranian music and culture to people of London. After the film screening at the Ritzy on Sunday the 22nd, you will hear the Light of Music Ensemble performing. And all afternoon on that same Sunday afternoon, they'll be giving performances at the Victorian Albert Museum. That's quite correct. Thank you so much for coming and talking about a subject that is so important. It certainly is, and I think I owe it to a woman of the world, as, but in particular a woman of Iran. That's the least I can do, and um, gladly will do, do my best to provide a platform for them to sing freely. Thank you so much. We need more people out there like you. <laughs> and Samin Heideri, have I said that right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much and all the very, very best to you with your career as a singer. Thank you, and thank you very much to Alex for recording the show. And I'm Karen and this was Behind the Music. And we are going to leave you with the sound of the Light of Music Ensemble.